Welcome, my name is Marta Niedzicka and I am a scientist in Kyogen Digital Insight Support Team. Uh, today, our speaker is Dr. Sonali Ghosh, an associate manager and scientist with the Kyogen Digital Insight Scientific and Technical Support Team. She joined Kyogen in July 2015, focusing on enabling Kyogen CLC Workbench users to get the most of the data analysis of their NGS experiments. Today, she will introduce Kyogen CLC Genomics Workbench, including a live demo of the basic features and main functionalities. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our today's webinar, Introduction to Kyogen CLC Genomics Workbench and Getting Started. I will start by showing our legal disclaimer to say that all Kyogen products are for research only. These products are not intended for diagnosis, prevention, or treatment of a disease. This is the agenda of the webinar. First, I will give you a general overview of the Workbench user interface. Then I will show you how you can install a license. And in the live demonstration, I will show you um, how you can install a plugin then reference data management, working with reads from various NGS platforms, batch processing of your data, then data visualization using a track list or a genome browser view, and how you can export your data and you can share your workflows with your coworkers. And afterward, we will have Q&A session. The Kaijin CLC Genomics Workbench is a powerful solution for your secondary data analysis. It works for any species and any platform, say Windows, Linux, and Mac. The Workbench has a very user-friendly interface. It can be used by non-bioinformaticians also. It is a complete toolkit for genomics, transcriptomics, epigenomics, and metagenomics in one program, including de novo assembly of whole genomes and transcriptomes, resequencing analysis, such as whole genome sequencing, whole exome sequencing, and targeted panel support. Then you have variant calling, RNA-seq analysis, chips, and bisulfide sequencing analysis. You can also analyze and perform differential expression analysis for your RNA-seq and small RNA, say microRNA data, without template workflows. It supports a wide range of NGS platforms, such as Illumina, uh, IonTorrent, Thermo Fisher, Oxford Nanopore, PacBio, and BGI or MGI. You can extend uh, your workbench functionality by premium modules and free plugins from Kyogen. In the premium modules, we have microbial genomics module, genome finishing module, single cell analysis module, and light speed module. The newly added ones are light speed module and the cloud module here. Then multiple free plugins are also available for the workbench tailored to specific applications such as uh, multiple sequence alignment, whole genome alignment, transcript discovery, biomedical genomics analysis, long read analysis, and haplotype calling, then ingenuity pathway analysis plugin. But this requires a subscription to IPA also. If you need a full set of features, uh, including microbial single cell analysis or processing of small genomes, we provide Kyogen CLC Genomics Workbench Premium product, which is a full-featured solution. The Kyogen CLC Genomics Workbench Premium includes microbial genomics module, then genomic finishing module, then Kyogen CLC single cell analysis module, and light speed module. 
The microbial genomics module provides advanced tools and databases for a broad range of bioinformatics applications, including bacterial strain typing, microbiome profiling, uh, functional metagenomics, and antimicrobial resistance characterization. The module supports analysis of bacterial, viral, fungal genomes, and metagenomes. The second one you see here, uh, genome finishing module. So this is for finishing smaller genomes, ideal for microbes and eukaryotic parasites. The single cell analysis module, the third one you see here, provides tools and workflows for processing single cell data. You can do gene expression analysis, including RNA velocity, immuno repertoire analysis of T cell or B cell receptors, chromatin accessibility analysis for single cell ataxic data, etc. You can visualize the data using TSNI and UMAP plots. The last one here you see CLC LightSpeed module. Where this provides tools and workflows for ultra-fast FASTQ to VCA processing. You can seamlessly integrate these extensions into the Kaizen CLC Genomics Workbench and provide advanced tools and workflows to meet your specific needs for analysis. To trial this Kaizen CLC Genomics Workbench Premium, you need to simply download the Genomics Workbench and extend its functionality by installing the plugins of your interest. If you want to explore the Workbench features, please get a trial license from our website. It is a free full-feature trial for 14 days and can be installed on Windows, Mac, and Linux machine. To get a trial license, please go, please go to our website, uh, that is digitalinsights.kaizen.com, and you request for a trial. And you can see you have trials for Workbench Premium, Workbench, and you have the installer file for Windows, Mac, and Linux. This is the aim of the live demo. First, I will make you familiar with the Workbench user interface and then how you can set up your uh, Workbench by installing the license and the plugins of your interest. And later, I will show you how you can import the reads and reference data, running analysis using individual tools and workflows and exporting results from the Workbench. Now I will open the Workbench. So this is the uh, Workbench user interface. At top here, you see the um, menu bar, and here you see the toolbar. So the tools can be launched from menu bar as well as toolbar. The left-hand side here, you see the navigation area. Here you see two default data locations. One is CLC data and one is CLC, another one is CLC references. The data you import and the results are stored in the CLC data folder here. When the workbench is started for the first time, you will be seeing these two data locations. And the CLC references folder, it is a read-only folder. It is used for storing the reference data. And in the middle, you see the view area. The data and workflow designs can be opened in this view area for viewing and editing purpose. Then left-hand side bottom, you see the toolbox. Uh, this is the all-in-one toolbox tab in the workbench that contains tools and installed workflows, including those distributed via the plugins. You see a long list of tools and template workflows here because I already have installed the premium plugins and some of the free plugins 
So if you use the premium trial license and install the plugins, you will also be able to see a long list of the tools here. Without installing the plugins, this tool list will be a bit small. And I will just mention some of the tools here, which comes with the uh, workbench. You see here classical sequence analysis uh, in this folder, you will find the uh, multiple ala sequence alignment tools and phylogenetic tree uh, tools. And then uh, we have molecular biology tools here. You can do uh, Sanger sequencing data analysis. Then in the cloning tool box, we have homology-based cloning, restriction site cloning, and gateway cloning. Then we have some BLAST tools where you can um, do BLAST search at NCBI. Also, you can create a BLAST database. Then under preparing, uh, uh, prepare sequencing data folder, you will find tools uh, for preparing your sequencing data. Uh, that is stream reads, demultiplex reads, etc. Then under quality control um, yeah, folder, you will find this uh, QC tools, uh, QC for targeted sequencing, then whole genome coverage analysis, uh, target region coverage analysis. So this QC tools you will find under quality control. Then we have a lot of tools under the sequencing analysis uh, folder. Here you will find map reads to reference, which you will use um, frequently. And then we have this variant detection tools, uh, say basic variant detection, fixed priority, then low frequency. We also have structural variant caller, then copy number variant detection. And we have some tools for variant filtering, annotation, and then comparison of variants. And then uh, under functional consequences, you will find this amino acid changes tool. Okay, and uh, yeah, the single cell analysis, this is, uh, these tools are coming from this single cell analysis premium plugin. And RNA-seq analysis, small analysis uh, folder, you will find the specific tools for microRNA analysis. Then under RNA-seq analysis tools, uh, you will find RNA-seq analysis. And um, if you want to detect fusion genes, you have the tool here. And uh, you also have uh, tools for differential expression analysis under this um, folder. Then under epigenomics analysis folder, you will find histone chipset, transcription factor chipset, bisulfide sequencing, et cetera. And we also have uh, DeNovo SMD tools, uh, which is under DeNovo sequencing. And under utility tools, uh, you will find many handy tools. Um, say if you want to extract some of the reads, and then you will find this track tools uh, here. And also say you want to uh, subsample your sequence list or you want to split your sequence list, these tools will be um, here. And uh, yeah, if, if you want to rename your data elements, you can find the tools here. And yeah, in, under the legacy tools, you will find the tools to be retired in the upcoming version. Now to set up your workbench, first uh, you need to download the license file. And you can configure your license file from the license manager. To open license manager, you can go to help in the menu bar and then click on license manager and you will find upgrade workbench license. You can click on here. You can request an evaluation license uh, or you might have got your license order ID from us. In that case, you can go to download a license and go to next. You can paste your license order ID and download the license here. So it's quite easy to install the license. 
And once your license is up and running, you can start installing the plugins of your interest to extend the functionality of the workbench. You can install the premium plugins or other free plugins from the Workbench Plugin Manager. To open the Plugin Manager, you can go to this toolbar and um, click on this plugins. And here the Plugin Manager opens. To install plugins, you need to run the Workbench in Administrator mode. On Windows, right-click on the Program Shortcut and choose Run as Administrator. And on Linux, you need to run the software with sudo privileges. You see here two tabs, Manage Plugins. You will find the uh, plugins that you, are, you have already installed. And under the Download Plugins, you will find the plugins which you have not installed yet. You can also download a plugin installer file from our website. And in that case, you can use this Install from File button uh, at the bottom and browse the plugin CPA file. So from website, suppose you have downloaded a plugin installer file and you can select that and you can click on install, then it will be installed here. And um, yeah, if you want to download plugin from here, you can just select it and uh, click on download and install. So it will download the plugin and then you need to accept the terms, click on okay and installation, it says installation is successful. You can on So after installing or uninstalling any plugin, you need to restart the Workbench plugins uh, because plugins will not be fully installed or removed until the Workbench has been restarted. I'll close this now. Now I will show you the plugins that I have got from this medical Comics analysis uh, plugin. So I already have installed this plugin and you will find this template workflows for biomedical uh, genomics workbench plugin here under biomedical workflows. And you see here uh, that you have SARS-CoV-2 workflows, then classic sample analysis workflows and other NGS panel data analysis, including whole exome sequencing, whole genome sequencing, targeted MPCON sequencing, etc. These workflows includes all steps from data pre-processing and quality control through to data analysis, annotation, and reporting. And you can run these template workflows by, um, you can choose one, say, I want to run this whole, uh, this identify variants, uh, somatic variants. You can just left double click on it, and then you can uh, select the uh, input, and then you can run from here. And if you want to adjust the parameters and um, yeah, and just make some changes in the workflow, then you can right click on this and open copy of the workflow. This will open in your view area and then you can adjust the workflow and then you can run it from here also. I'll close this now. So after you install the plugins, uh, you can get the reference sets from the reference data manager and I will open the reference data manager now. So this is under this uh, toolbar, uh, references tab, and this is the reference data manager. So uh, here uh, you will also have a reference data for the plugins in use. Using this reference data manager, you can easily find and download reference data provided by Kyogen and other public resources. Also, it helps you to manage the reference data in a controlled manner. 
when the data is downloaded using the reference data manager it is stored under the clc references folder in your workbench navigation area that i showed you earlier and the first step you see here uh, the download genomes under this tab uh, you will find the genomes and genomic annotations uh, known variants from public uh, repositories you can select the sequence, you can select the gene annotation, you can also select this variants and you can download from here. So you will find some model organisms here and you will also uh, find some plant data. The next step is the Kyogen sets. Uh, here you will find a listing of reference data provided by Kyogen that are used in some template workflows and tutorials. And uh, you will see here, see AG, the human reference data, that is AG38, you will also find AG19. Um, and see the single cell, uh, this is for this um, premium single cell analysis plugin. So the reference data is also available for the premium plugins. Okay, and yeah, the next tab is the custom sets. Here you have the functionality for creating and managing your own custom reference data and the imported data. Uh, this helps you to import reference data or data elements to the read-only CLC references data location. I'll close this now. So after you uh, download the references from the reference data manager, you will find the uh, downloaded references under CLC references folder uh, in the navigation area here. And I will just uh, click on this plus sign under Homo sapiens. Uh, you can see I have downloaded all these uh, files, say CDS, then sequence, mRNA, then some of these um, yeah, variants uh, from CleanVar, HapMap, and DBSNP. And yeah, you will also find this classic um, um, target regions and um, primer files, whichever you have downloaded from the reference data manager. Okay, now uh, if you are working with a non-model organism and you cannot find your references in the CLC data manager, then in that case, you can also import external reference data into the workbench. For example, today I'm working with human papillomavirus data and I see uh, that human papillomavirus reference data is not available in the reference data manager. So I need to import them. I have downloaded the HPV reference sequence beforehand in FASTA file and the annotations I have downloaded in GFF file. So I'm going to import them. And to do that, I can go to this import tab here in the toolbar, then tracks. Here type of files to import, I will select FASTA. And first I will select the uh, browse this file, uh, which I have already downloaded. So this is the sequence file. I'll click on open and next. So I'm going to save it under this CLC data folder. Say I will give it name uh, of this folder demo. Run, click on okay, finish. So under demo run, you will find this uh, reference sequence track that I have just imported. Now I need to import the annotation tracks. To do that, again, I will go to Import, Tracks. And in this case, I will find um, this GFF3 to import the annotation files. Then I will go to Add Files. I will uh, select that GFF file that I have downloaded already. 
And at the bottom, you need to also provide the reference sequence track. Those should be compatible genomes. And then, okay. And go to next. I will save this under the same folder. Here you will see all these annotation tracks has been imported. Now, if you want to see these annotation tracks, you can create a track list view and you can visualize them. And so I will select this sequence track and then I will select uh, gene annotation track, say CDs annotation track. I will go to new and track list. So these are already pre-selected because I already selected in the navigation area. Then I will go to finish and here you will see that um, track list view and the track list view, this is the reference sequence, gene annotation, this blue color and the yellow color is the uh, CDS annotation. So the tracks are useful for comparative analysis and visualization and you can find here this uh, zoom in and zoom out button here at the bottom. So and also here you will find the zoom to base level and uh, zoom to the selection. Okay, now since I'm showing you this import tracks tool, I will also mention that uh, if you go to tracks and if you have a target region bed file or a VCA file, you can select it from here and you can import it. And close this now. So this is one way of importing the external reference data. You can also search for sequences at NCBI from the workbench and download into the workbench. To do that, uh, I'll close this first. Yeah, I will go to this download uh, tab in the toolbar. Click on here and I will search for sequences at NCBI. And then here you can provide the accession number or you can provide the organism or yeah, any other parameter. Uh, I have um, here the accession number for the HPV genome. So I provide this and then I start search. So it will search in NCBI and then so it has found this and I'll select this and I will click on download and save at the bottom. So I will also save here and create a folder called reference and then I will download it here. So under the reference, you will see this is the file that I have just uh, downloaded. So I will just open in the view area, this file. And you see here the reference sequence and the annotations, The this blue color is the gene annotation and the CDS annotation in yellow color. These are all in the single file. So this is called a standalone data object where you will have the sequence as a annotation. Now you may want to convert this to a track object and you can do that from uh, this uh, convert to tracks tool. So I will go to this launch button here in the toolbar and I can um, just type convert to tracks. So you see there are these tool, uh, two tools, convert to tracks and convert from tracks. So I'll also talk about this quick launch um, button. Uh, this quick launch option is uh, very handy. As you see here, you can quickly find the tools or workflows of your interest using this quick launch tool. Uh, you can just type in your um, search criteria here and you will find the tools and the installed workflows which matches to these um, search terms. So I will select this convert to tracks. I will open. 
and then I will select this uh, standalone data object which I downloaded from NCBI and go to next. And here I want to create a sequence track and under create annotation track, you can uh, go to this uh, plus sign and you can select the annotations that you want to um, create a track for. So I selected CDs and gene, done. And then I'll go to next. I'll save this under the same folder. So now you can see I have uh, this reference sequence track, the CDs annotation track and the gene annotation track. So these are all three separate files now. Okay. So also uh, I want to mention that sometimes it is necessary to convert a track to a normal sequence or mapping file. Uh, for that, we have this um, convert from tracks tool. It's just do the uh, opposite. And close this. Okay. Now your workbench is all set. Uh, licenses are in use, plugins are installed, reference data sets are downloaded. And now we'll import some sequencing reads. I have NGS data from uh, HPV positive samples. I will try to import them now. So to do that, I will go to import tab here under toolbar. And you can see we have these different importers for Illumina, Oxford, Dynapore, BackBio, then Iron Torrent, MGI, BGI, which I mentioned in my presentation. I will go to Illumina because I have Illumina data. So first queue format files and compressed first queue files can be imported and uh, you can select the files from your local file system or your uh, base base account. So when you select base base, you will see the access base base button. It will take you to a browser window where you need to provide your Illumina base base credentials. Then you would be able to select files from base base account and your base base credentials remain valid for your current workbench session but I have files from my uh, in my local file system. So I'll select this. I'll go to add files and browse the files. So I have under the reads uh, folder and select all. So uh, I have this paired in read data and uh, when you have paired in read data, uh, you should select the paired in read option also here. And uh, this R1 is the uh, and R2, so two files for uh, one sample. And I will just open them. And here I, I have also chosen this paired reads. And here uh, you have the paired read information where you can choose uh, whether you have paired in forward reverse or made paired reads. So I have forward reverse, so I'll select that. And this is the paired read distance. The paired read distance includes the full read sequence that is uh, from the beginning of the forward read to the beginning of the reverse read. And this distance uh, is uh, usually defined during the library preparation of your sequencing experiment. But if you have any doubt, you can enter the default value, which is uh, one to thousand best pairs. You also have the option to join reads from different lengths here. I'll go to next and I will save this under reads folder and create a reads folder. Click on okay. So here you see I have this uh, three samples. You can open the samples to see. So this is the uh, quality scores here. And close this now. Okay. And uh, so now I have imported my sequencing reads also. And um, I already have downloaded the reference data. 
and I am ready to run some analysis. So I can start my analysis by trimming the reads and you can trim the reads for quality based on quality scores, eruptors and uh, the length. To do that, um, you can just um, go to launch again and uh, type trim reads. So I find this trim reads tool here. I'll click on open. So here you have the option to run this um, tool in batch mode. You can select batch and I can select the, uh, the top folder here. So batch processing refers to running an analysis multiple times once per batch unit. Here I have this three sequence list and I wish to run three trimming analysis, one per sequence list. So I can launch these three analysis by setting up one batch job and each sequence list here considered as a batch unit. So I will just uh, select this top folder here. And you can, um, yeah, so in this, um, you know, when you select this top folder, so if you have say many samples, you do not need to select uh, each sample one by one. You can just select the top folder and you are ready to go. And in the next step, you can see the batch overview. So in this batch overview step, the elements in each batch unit can be reviewed and refined based on the names in this field. Only use elements containing or exclude elements containing. And I'll click on next. Here you have uh, uh, parameters for quality trimming. I will take the default option and then I'll go to next. And here you have the option to um, for your adapter trimming. So adapters must be trimmed off uh, before you proceed with further analysis. The removal of adapters is often done directly on the sequencing machine, but in some cases, some adapters remain on the sequencing reads. The presence of the remaining adapters can lead to misleading results. So we suggest them to uh, suggest you to trim them off from the rear reads. The default option here is the automatic read-through adapter trimming. Uh, it will detect read-through adapter sequence on paired end reads automatically. Read-through means the sample DNA fragment being sequenced is shorter than the read length. And also in addition, you can um, provide a trim adapter list here. Then go to next. Uh, this is the, some parameters for homopolymer trimming. Then you can also trim for fixed length and uh, discard some short reads or discard some long, long reads next. And I want to save the report, uh, the trimming report, and I want to create subfolders for batch unit. And here at the bottom uh, left corner, you see this help button. If you click on here, uh, this will take you um, to the manual section about the tool where you can learn more about the tool and its parameters. And this help button is available uh, when you launch any tool in the workbench, which is a very uh, useful feature. And you can just read about the adapter trimming, how it is done and all. And close this and go to next. And I will just uh, create a folder called trim reads and click on okay and finish. So here I can come and see I have three folders for three batch units. And this is our trim pairs read and this is our trimming report. 
Also, uh, I would like to mention that we have a template workflow called uh, prepare raw data. Under this template workflow loader, preparing uh, raw data. So this uh, um, workflow also will do the trimming and quality control of your reads. Okay. Now my reads are uh, pre-processed and I can go for mapping. I can again run the mapping job individually like I did before for trimming. But instead of that, I can create a workflow and run the workflow. A workflow contains tools uh, that are linked together, making up an analysis pipeline. Here, I will create a very basic resequencing workflow or variant detection workflow, where it will compare uh, genetic variation of my sample, the HPV sample that I'm working on, to its reference sequence. The workflow will typically involve uh, cleaning up the reads or trimming the reads, then I will perform a read mapping and I'll detect the variance. To create a workflow, you can go to this uh, workflow tab here in the toolbar and click on new workflow. And you can add element from here at the bottom or you can right click and add element. So first uh, step, I will um, first stream the reads. So I will look for stream reads tool. So stream reads tool is added. Now I will uh, connect to the workflow input for the sequences. I need to take some sequencing reads as input. Okay, then I want to also export, uh, output this uh, trimming report. Next, uh, I will uh, add map reads to reference tool. I want to run a mapping job. So map reads to reference, it's here. On OK. So the team read uh, sequences should go to the mapping step. I will connect this tool and I will output this read track after mapping. And I will also output this mapping track, uh, sorry, mapping report. And next, um, I will add variant detection tool. Also, I will show you that you can drag and drop from the uh, toolbox section uh, to create a workflow. So the variant detection tools will be under a sequencing analysis uh, folder. Under variant detection, I will use this say, low frequency variant detection tool. I can drag and drop it here. So I will connect this reads track to this uh, variant detection step. And then I will output this variant track here. I'll output also the variant report here, okay? And then I want to create a track list view. So I will again go to add element and look for the track list, create track list. So first I, okay, I want to provide this um, reference sequence uh, because for mapping, you need to also have this, um, give this reference sequence as input. So I will connect to workflow input and I can rename this reference. And this also I can rename as reads. Okay. And to create a track list view, first I want to connect this reference sequence and then I can also connect this variant track and I will also add 
workflow input to provide the gene annotation um, track. So I'll rename this as gene and then I will connect it with my track list view and I'll output this track list. So this alignment of the workflow elements does not look good. I can make it better by right click and this layout function. So now it looks much more better. And if you want to configure any workflow parameter, then you need to just uh, left double click on that um, workflow element and or else you can just right click and select configure and then you would be able to configure the um, some of these parameters that you want to. I'll take the default uh, parameters now. So now I'll run this workflow. So you can run the workflow from here, clicking on this run tab. And also you can install the workflow and um, run the workflow from the installed uh, workflows folder. So if you want to install the workflow, first you need to save the workflow. So click on the save button and um, I will just save the workflow here. And then if you want to install, go to installation tab. You can provide your name. You can give a short description. Say this is a resequencing workflow. And you can click on next and you can create an installer file to install it on another machine. Say if you want to uh, share it with your coworker or colleague, then you can uh, just create an installer file. All you can install the workflow on your local computer. This will be under then your installed workflows uh, folder in the toolbox section. So I will not create now. I can run this, so I'll click on run here. And now I can run this uh, workflow in batch mode. So you have this batch option here. Okay, so we, we have um, this batch functionality and you can see that if you run the workflow in batch mode, that gives the true power of automation. So it will run this workflow for each sample and I will get the result for all the three samples together. So I can just uh, select the, um, top folder, the reads folder, and go to next. In this step, it is asking me to select the reference sequence. I can select the reference sequence here. I'll go to next. And here it is asking me to select the gene annotation track because I want to create a track list view. And I want a gene annotation track for that. I'll go to next. Okay, I can select. Did I select the batch mode? Yes, I selected the batch mode. I just wanted to ensure. Okay, now uh, here you can define the batch unit. I will use the organization of the input data. And uh, you have this uh, use metadata option. So we have some advanced workflow batching option using a metadata file. Uh, but uh, now I'll use this organization of input data. I'm not using any metadata file. And this is a batch overview. I can go to next. And if you want to preview all the parameters, then you can see it from here. And uh, yeah, I want to create subfolders for batch unit. And I can go to next. And I will create a folder called output. I'll click on OK. And I'll finish this. 
So when you are running a long analysis, you may want to know which step the job is running and you can view the progress of the job under this processes tab, just next to the toolbox. So here you can see uh, which step the job is running. You can also click on here and show log information. You can see which step exactly it is running and uh, how long it took time uh, to run the analysis. And close this now. So here uh, I have subsampled the data and the workflow will finish very fast. But when you will be working with the real data, it can take some time depending on your input data size and the organism you are working on or the analysis type, uh, etc. So it looks like my job is finished and I can just uh, click on here, this small arrow, um, down arrow, and I can click on find results. So here you see I have three batch units uh, for three samples. And these are my results. I can close this workflow now. So I will just uh, visualize the results now. First, I will open this track list view. Left double click on this. And you see here, this is a sequence uh, track. This is the gene annotation track. And this is variant track. I can move the gene annotation track here to the sequence. And this is the variant track table. And also you can open the variant track table from here. Uh, you have this uh, open table view option. Okay, now these two views are interlinked. So if you select a variant here, it will take you directly to this track list view, which is a very nice feature. And um, yeah, so you can yeah go to each variant and see. And if you want, you can include more tracks. Say I want to also see the read map mapping here and I want to also add the other variant tracks. So I can right click on this and then I can uh, go to include more tracks and I can select the mapping track here or the reads track. And I will also select the variant tracks uh, from other two samples. So I add them, click on okay. Now you see I have the reads track here and I have the uh, variant track from the other two samples. So you see here this deep uh, dark blue color. These are the paired end reads mapped in the forward direction. And the paired end reads mapped in the reverse direction, you will see this uh, light blue color. Um, color. Okay, and you can uh, zoom in and zoom out from here at the bottom. And you can yeah, zoom to the best level. If you want, you can uh, zoom to the fit. And then, yeah, if you select a region here, and then if you click on zoom to selection, it will uh, zoom to the selection that you have made. Okay, and in the site panel uh, under this location, um, you can search for a specific location using a genomic coordinate, a range, a single position, a chromosome, a gene, or a transcript name which is also very useful to find uh, yeah, a gene or transcript. Okay, and now I have analyzed my results and I want to export some of these results uh, out of this workbench. So after visualizing your results, you may want to export the output data and data can be exported from the CLC Genomics Workbench to many standard file formats. Uh, we have a manual page that lists the supported formats 
An easy way to see the full list is to launch this export button here in the toolbar. And yeah, you see the full list here. See, uh, I want to export my uh, variants in the VCF file. I can just uh, uh, type VCF in the uh, search field here and I can select VCF and then I can choose this VCF tracks um, from all these uh, samples and then I can export this uh, variant tracks in VCF file format. See, if you want to export this uh, trim reports and this mapping reports in PDF file format, you can just select um, them and then you can go to export and um, say PDF and you can select PDF and you can export them. Or if you want to uh, export a table, you can export it in Excel and um, yeah, CSV file format. Okay, and um, yeah, data can also be exported in CLC format by um, going to export and uh, search for CLC. So you have these two formats, CLC and zip. And if you're backing up the data or plan to share uh, data with your colleagues who also have a CLC workbench, then exporting to CLC format is usually the best choice. All information associated with the data element, say the parameters that you have used um, and the history of the data element will then be available when the data is imported again. The CLC format is also recommended when you are sharing your data with our uh, support team. And I will also show you that you can go to help menu here and help here. And if you uh, type export, and you will find data export here. And here you have the list of data formats. So you can find the full list of the supported file formats um, uh, by the workbench. I'll close this now. So this is the end of the live demonstration. And before I go to the presentation, I will show you the contact support tab in the workbench. It is at the extreme right corner of the toolbar. Here you see support. I'll click on here and you see you can uh, access the FAQs and notification page from here. You can go to our manuals from here. You will find the tutorials. You'll find the white papers and also you will get the support contact details page here. And if you have any question, you can just type in your email address and the subject and the message that you want to share with us. And if you go to next, you can also uh, yeah, add your um, some data that you want to share. Support, uh, suppose you have a, an issue with your uh, mapping track or your variant track. So you can, you can also share this data uh, and share this data with us and click on send. And then, uh, yeah, we'll get the data as well as uh, your email. Okay, now I will go to this presentation. Okay, so this is our contact details page and um, you can contact our global support team via email, chat and phone call for all your technical and licensing related questions and you can find your email ID here, uh, our email ID here, ts-bioinformatics at the rate of .com. 
bioinformatics sales at the um, bioinformatics license at the rate of kaizen.com for your licensing queries. And one of our support colleagues will answer to your question within one business day. So you find this uh, toll-free number uh, for US and Denmark, and we also have chat support. Okay. And this is our upcoming webinar. And so this will be on next Wednesday, September 20th. And here we'll be discussing about analyzing CARSIC DNA panels with CARGEN CLC Genomics Workbench. Thank you all for attending today's webinar. And now we'll take on your questions. Thank you, Sinali. Let's start our Q&A session. We have several questions and still some time to answer some of them. Uh, so let's go with the first one. Um, do I upload row sequence reads and do all the trimming in CLC? If so, if there is a workflow for handling UMIs? Uh, yes, we have workflows uh, that are specific and tools that are specific to UMIs in our biomedical genomics analysis plugin. And uh, as Sonali mentioned a moment uh, ago, next week we have uh, actually a webinar regarding Kayasek uh, DNA panel that is uh, that contains UMIs. So we will be talking about uh, this aspect as well. In case of other panels, uh, it is still possible to set up such workflow uh, so it can handle UMIs. In. And then we have a question. If we have uh, training data sets that we can use later. Um, so Sonali, I was thinking that if you can show how you can get to the tutorial data from the workbench main screen. Like on the main uh, window, or when we close all the files, you have the tutorial section. Right. I can so share the link. Yeah. So here, if you go to support, if you go to tutorials, and mm -hmm. it will do this uh, tutorial page. From here, you can just yeah go to and uh, say you want to go for. This sequencing analysis using tracks, you can go there and yeah, you can find a tutorial example data set here. You can just download. And so for each tutorial, we'll have a tutorial data set. And the links for installations, um, Kyogen, uh, CLC Genomics Workbench is also available on our page. So that's digitalinsights.kyogen.com. Uh, the same page that tutorials uh, are available on and just different. Uh, section. Yes. I will also share the link in the chat so that everyone can easily access this. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Then we have a next question. Um, Regarding template workflow section, I have seen targeted Amplicon section. Is there also a workflow for target, targeted hybridization-based enrichment? We don't have a section that is called targeted hybridization, uh, but it is possible to adjust uh, targeted Amplicon workflows for hybridization um, samples uh, as well. Okay. 
Uh, and then the next question, uh, when you imported the annotation tracks, uh, I see two gene tracks uh, with the underscore a gene and the gene in the brackets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these two. So why there are two of them? So that's uh, because in the workbench, when we import um, GFF3 files, so annotations, um, the workbench generates this track in the brackets um, that aggregates all types of uh, gene tracks. Uh, so if you have several uh, gene types uh, in smaller uh, tracks, the, the gene in the bracket will aggregate all this feature together. It's, it's the same will happen with uh, mRNA tracks. So you will have one aggregated track and also smaller subtracks available. Uh, and we have time for two more questions. Um, so the next one is, uh, is that the generally workflow for sequencing data from QC to mapping, do I need to do any sequence alignment first? Um, so yes, a very general workflow for NGS sequencing data would be to uh, first um, double check uh, the quality of your data set and then go to trimming if necessary and the read mapping if it's uh, resequencing analysis or uh, if it's de novo assembly, then, then you will go to de novo tools that are also available in Kyogen CLC Genomics Workbench. And our last question for today, uh, that will be, what is the difference between filter against known variants and remove variants present in control reads? Uh, so variants, uh, filter against known variants is a tool that requires that we have these known variants in the variant track, and then we will use it for filtering um, our output, our results, and removing these known variants from it. And remove variants present in control reads, this one actually checks for the variants that were detected in the read mappings of the control samples. And that could, it is possible that these variants could not could have not been detected because of the low coverage or other issues with the variant calling, but there might be a signal of these variants present in the control read mappings. So this tool will help uh, removing such variants or checking if there is a presence of these variants in controls. Uh, and then uh, the other part of this question is if I have reads from a tumor and reads from a germline sample, and I want to remove the germline variants found in the tumor reads. So it seems to me that uh, the, our template workflows for tumor normal uh, samples can be helpful uh, in this case. Um, and um, yeah, and that's also part of uh, biomedical genomics analysis plugin that we have uh, specific workflows for uh, tumor normal pairs that can be used uh, for cancer samples. Uh, here we have identify somatic variants from tumor normal pair. Okay, and as we are um, running uh, out of time slowly, uh, let's stop our Q&A session here. Um, the remaining question will be answered via email. Um, and thank you again for participating in our QDI uh, webinar. I'll